0: Good morning. I just wanted to leave a voice message today because my heart is feeling one way, but my head is thinking another way. It's almost like I know what I know, but yet I still feel a certain way, right? Has anyone ever felt that way? And I'm going to be more specific. And what I'm talking about today is that you want. To be a Mary, you long to sit at his feet, but you're finding yourself in a Martha season. And I know that that has deeper meaning, um, as far as the heart goes, you know, maybe, um, you know, not recognizing what it is that Jesus wants of you. He doesn't expect you to perform for him or, you know, um, he has so much more for you if you just sit there and wait upon him and he wants to fellowship with us and intimacy and, and it gets into the whole bride and bridegroom and then, um, just loving on him versus works, right? Serving him. So, but some of us may find ourselves. And if you're in this group, you probably most likely are a working parent, right? And the reason why this group is a little more unique than just other working parents, single working parent groups, is because we are those who are followers of Yeshua, our Lord Jesus. And not just Christians in the sense of, you know, we go to church and um, you know we fellowship one with another, but that we long to sit at his feet. We long for that intimacy. That's why you know, we've connected because we've connected through groups or ministries who teach the importance of the bride and the bridegroom relationship as us, the church, the bride, intimately knowing the Lord, And some of us have even walked through that season of absolute, complete consecration unto the Lord. I'm one of them. I went through a period of five years where all I did was minister to the Lord and was in his presence. And I felt like that was the high point of my life. Um, I really do see how important that is and how important it is for everybody to go through that, no matter where you are in your life. If you are, if you are going to college and getting a degree, that's busy time, you know, you might even have to work a part-time job. Um, If you are just getting married and working, you know, you're, you're busy. Um, Or if you've been through that, because some of us here, most of us, if not all of us here are single Whether we have not yet been married or whether we have been divorced. Um, But if you're divorced, you know, that's a whole nother situation where you have a lot more things going on and you have to juggle. So the point is, is you're very busy and you're trying to sort everything out that you need to do in a daily world, in the daily life. I mean, we have to get up and provide for our families. That's a fact. You know, um, you can subscribe to the teaching and we all do that. Jesus is our provider, but he gives us the power to make wealth. Even Jesus was a carpenter. He worked with his hands and, um, Peter worked as a fisherman and all the other disciples, right? That were fishermen or, um, Paul was a tent maker and we see that, um Aquila and Priscilla they were also tent makers because they were working with Paul but they were doing ministry they were leaders in ministry they were apostolic leaders where they were planting churches, traveling, planting churches, but they were still working because they didn't want to be a burden. Not that there's anything wrong because obviously we, we see that when ministers in the book of Acts would, were to travel and to teach and preach, they were to be supported by that congregation. They were to receive the tithe, the gifts. And so the monetary gifts, you know, Paul makes that very clear. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, So here we are, you know, and um, I'm just feeling it today. I'm really feeling it. So I was just wondering who else is feeling it. I kind of, I wish I could just get on with another working mother, you know, so that we could talk. I really want to talk. I really want to get down to some nitty gritty topics. So if this is on your heart, leave me a quick message um, because I'd like to talk to you. I'd like, I'd like to get our conversations out there because we have a lot of real questions. And I feel like it's kind of sometimes a little elephant in the room. I don't want to say it's a big elephant, you know, big white elephant in the room. People are, you know, they know it's there, but they're not really addressing it. It's, you know, it's a moderate size elephant in the room. I mean, you know, we hear people talking about uh, our beloved um, leaders and, and teachers and pastors and preachers and, and apostolic evangelists. They're out there, preaching the gospel, they're busy. I mean, we know they're busy because we hear them say, you know, you know, we have to also diligently set aside the time to be with the Lord and it can be a challenge, right? It's a challenge for everyone, but we don't see it that way as like, oh, well, they're still working in ministry. They're, they're ministering while they're working, right? You know, they're still experiencing the presence of God, the fire of God upon them. Whereas maybe we're, You know, in a law office or uh, we're in the doctor's offices, the hospitals, the schools, um, you know, the retail industry or, um, wherever you're finding yourself today working and, um, you know, trade, trade workers, um, whatever it is where you are busy. You got to get up, get your kids ready and get them either to daycare or on the bus and then you got to get to work, um. know and as a single parent you've also have to take care of you know making meals and cleaning the house and um go into the children's activities and um whatever else your kids need you know even if you're if you have adult children like i do um i my my children are ages 16 18 20 and 26 all females all all daughters and um, they're all living with me because they're, they're just... We're here in Florida and my 26-year-old my has a full-time job working from her computer. Um, she has a, a dog with us. And then um, my 20-year-old is at a different stage of her life. She is in college, but she's studying architecture via remote because, you know, their classes aren't full-time yet. We're going... If you're listening to this message at a different time, uh, we're going through... That quarantine, not actually a quarantine, but we're going through that time when um, COVID-19 is coming down, you know, kind of coming more under control, according to the authorities. And, um, you know, but we still have, we have to wear masks and the universities and schools are still um instituting certain restrictions. So she's not at full capacity. She's not going to class full time. So she's saving a lot of money living with us going remote, which is good. I mean, it's been a blessing. Um, and she's been able to work part-time and she's been able to meet new friends and she even has a boyfriend she met at her job, which, so her life is on the way. She, she needs Jesus though. I mean, she's, she's got a lot going on inside of her, even though she's very well, got it under control. Here I am going off on that. Um, You know, very impressive young lady, but, you know, when she doesn't get her way, she throws a tantrum. She is a 20-year-old baby sometimes, you know, and this is something I want to talk about. I want to talk to other parents of children who are going through the same. I I don't necessarily always want to hear um, just from people that have it all together, you know, or that their children are able to go and tuck away in the secret place, speak in tongues and minister and prophesy all the time. I, I want to hear the dirty. I want to hear the nitty gritty. I want to be able to relate. And I want to hear, well, how did you handle that so that we can hold each other's hands and not just sweep it under the rug, you know? Um, and then my 18 year old, she's finishing up high school via remote. She selected that option to go remote a hundred percent. And that's great for a senior. You know, if if I was a senior in high school, that's what I'd be doing. I'd be, you know, sleeping every, up until the last second, logging in, laying in bed, getting my work done in bed. And, um, you know, and she's holding down a little job too at Forever 21. So she gets hours making $9 an hour. Um, However, so she has her own bank account. She has about $1,000 in there now. It's probably less now because she has her own account. And so she's being very... Um, At times I feel irresponsible with her money. So I'm trying to teach her, you know, about managing her money and not not vaping and not thinking it's okay to have a, you know, drink, have a drink here and there. Same with my 20 year old, even my 26 year old. You know, be careful when you think you can go have a, a glass of wine. You know, it's opening a door, even though these girls are born again, I think, you know, as far as I know. Um, I mean, we've had experiences together. I've led them. I've taught them. We read the word together, but I can't drag them to church. They're, you know, they have to make a choice where, you know, and why would I want to steal that away from them? That desire to want to be with their, with Jesus and run to him, you know, Um, man, it's such a powerful experience, you know, even when I was delivered out of sin at one point in my life. You know, I—I I, not to say I, I approve of sin and go sin so that the Lord can deliver you out. It's great, you know, yay. But, but I literally, that was such an amazing, impactful, precious moment. When he came into my sin that day and picked me up on his shoulders and took my butt out. And it was like, whoa, you know, like the spirit of the fear of the Lord came in the room and came upon me. And he completely changed me in an instant sovereignly because i i had no you know interest in changing that sin because i thought that one was okay so um we can get into that another time but i really need people to be more transparent not that i want to keep delving into sin and talking about it and glorifying that but i want to know um that you know we have i just i just want us to be able to talk i want us to be able to talk and i want us to be able to support each other not be ashamed such transparency there's power in it not not hiding you know oh here i am in a group of adults with with adult children and um you know i can't even talk about the fact that um i found a vape on the floor you know one of these little cartridges a pineapple cartridge in the my daughter's room the other day and um I conf- she was, They were up at Disney and I said, whose is this? I sent a picture and I said, look what I found. Who's missing this or whatever? Because it was on the floor. I was looking for a charger and I saw it right there on the floor. And right away, of course, you know, my 16 year old said, oh, that's not mine. Well, of course she would say that's not mine. Now, I do believe her um, because we've been down this road last year. We were down this road last year when they thought it was okay and they were vaping. And, um, among other things, and they, they were just getting into experimenting, experimenting with the wrong people and you know how it goes. I thought they were innocent. they are not, they're not innocent. Sometimes, you know, I need to talk to people about that. I want to hear, you know, how we can support one another and pray with one another because we can just pray in general. And the Lord would pray, you know, I can just sit here and pray in tongues and he would know how to pray for what I don't even know what's going on. And that's, that's one thing. And I, and I still definitely am going to do that. Nothing's going to stop me. Um, I'm still going to pray with them and I'm going to read the word to them and I'm going to preach to them. But I also don't want to be this naggy Nelly, you know, sometimes it's just got to be like Sorry, there's a really loud car I'm driving. Um, Sometimes it just has to be a demonstration, right? Of peace, love, and joy, and love, acceptance, love, acceptance, love. You know, those are the two main things, right? We want to, people don't want to be around us. You know, we don't want to come into the room and then be like, oh, you know, everybody shut up. Everybody hide things from you. You know, they can't come to you when they're pressured by their boyfriend to have sex. They can't come to you. Because you're this, you know, religious freak in their mind and that you won't understand, you know. So it's just such a fine line. We want to be able to um, teach the word and pray with them. But we also want to make sure that they understand that um, it's up to you. You know, I can't be there in the court of heaven someday. I can't be there to petition when you're in front of the Lord Jesus Um, I can't be the one to be there for you. You know, we're on our own as far as that goes, but I can pray and believe that my house will be saved. Uh, I can provide the lamb and, you know, present the lamb so that my, my daughters can feast upon it. You know, if they choose not to, that's up to them, but it's my job to provide the lamb and present the lamb and, um, you know, prepare the lamb, present the lamb for them to feast on. But, Um, it gets exhausting. You know, sometimes I just want to give up. I just want to say, you know what? Go to hell, go to hell then, you know, see what that's like. You know, maybe the Lord Jesus would have mercy. I don't know. Maybe you'll have a second chance. Maybe you'll be able to come back from the dead. You know, I don't know. You know, maybe he would pull you out. Like some other people have had these near death experiences, you know, and then other times you get so upset. Like, why aren't you listening to me? And then you fall into the fleshly realm and you're like, well, you'll see you'll see, you'll see, you know, no, you know, I don't want to be in that place, you know, but I do want to relate to someone and hear, oh yeah, you know, we can even joke about it. Hey, oh my gosh, yeah, you know, I had that same experience and oh man, I blew it yesterday and you know, but I, I was able to, you know, rectify it, you know, so my 16 year old though, she's sweet and they know the way, but do they know the word, you know, they know the way, but do they know the word? Is the word in them? You know, obviously not. It's not. Because I haven't even read the word to them cover to cover. Is it my, my responsibility now that they're, you know, and then I constantly am like saying, why didn't I? Why didn't I? Why didn't I do this more? Why didn't I do that more when I had the chance, you know? And so I would just love to be able to, um, but I just went off on that whole other thing. Um, when I wanted to just talk about, you know, the conflict that we in- encounter, when we just want to be at Jesus's feet, but we have to get up and go to work. And because we have bills to pay, we have to, you know, maybe we've all, maybe you've been through a divorce and um, you weren't the one um, out there working and you were the one raising the children. And so, you know, going, either going back to your old job, go, getting recertified or, you know, learning a new, new trade or new skills, And having to get back into the workplace because, you know, maybe your, um, you know, your partner lost a job, your friend, your roommate, your husband, your boyfriend, you know, if you are with someone, um, or maybe you've been through that, right? Um, and then you had to go work and now there you are working and now you find yourself single again, um, because of the pressure, you know, maybe because there was pressure with you not being around anymore, you know? And, um, I feel like the world, you know, the culture that we are in is just not, uh, it just doesn't lend itself to having a a job that's maybe, you know, has more reasonable hours as well, you know, and then along with that, maybe the pay's just not there because, you know, you have college debt that didn't kind of match up with the amount of, pay that you would be getting at that profession that you chose, right? So that's a whole nother thing, right? So we can be talking about that. But anyway, so those who are struggling, those who are torn, who want to be at the feet of Jesus, you want to be a Mary and you just want to be at his feet. I mean, literally just sitting down and just waiting on the Lord and just waiting and being renewed. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, right? Right. We see that verse and we cling to it. We cling to it because we're busy, we're tired, we're exhausted even, you know. And so when we come home from work, if we sat still, waited upon the Lord, what's going to happen? We're going to fall asleep. And so, um, you know, some uh, fortunately, I can tell you, I actually have a job in the schools. So I'm going to be able to have my summers off. And I praise the Lord that he was able to make a way that... Um, I have enough income. I asked him, you know, I wouldn't move here to Florida and support myself if I couldn't get a certain income because it just wasn't going to add up. The numbers weren't going to add up. And um, he provided that. And then I actually was a little concerned about my summers because I'm on a nine-month contract pay period. And, um, you know, I've been needing that money. I've I've managed to save $1,000 a month here and there, but, um, then Christmas comes and then, um, you know, other things happen where maybe I want to go on like an encounter weekend or, um, I don't know. There's just other little things that have popped up that will suck the money right up, you know? And I'm like, Oh, I didn't get to save that money this month. Well, next month. So I prayed and I panicked. I lit. I did. I panicked. Then I prayed. Um, but I was panicking while I was praying. And then I felt better and I just trusted the Lord and I said, Lord, you need to, or I asked, I didn't say you, you need to, I don't like to say that, but will you provide for me during these summer months? And, um, when I did my taxes, it looks like I'm going to get a nice tax re- refund. Um, but that was through fileyourtaxes.com And I hope that, um, it was accurate. That's all I can say is I hope it was accurate because I'm thinking yes okay good so if I get that money then that was just an answer to prayer you know so I'll but then again shouldn't I be saving shouldn't I be working during the summer and saving that money you know so there's a lot of things so much but I just want to be with the Lord you know I want to spend time with my kids so here I am I'm a working mom you may be a working parent if you're listening to this and you may be exhausted. You may also be facing the same challenges. And that's why I want to create this ministry for us. Those who are longing, longing to be intimate with the Lord. But you have to work. And you're a single parent. And not only do you have to work. Um, and you may not have that uh, benefit of being able to take your summers off. Or having spring break off. You may not even have the weekends off. You know, what about you? When do you spend time with the Lord? And so, I've even asked him. I said, "Lord, please just come and visit me while I'm in the car, you know, while I'm at work, while I'm, you know, just going about my household duties and while I'm um sitting out on the beach or, you know, things that I'm doing with my children." Cuz there was a time when I locked away and I just didn't I didn't interact with my kids much. I mean, that's like, that's a fact. I would go visit my daughter in DC and I'd be sitting in her room, you know, weeping and laughing and reading the word and worshiping the Lord. And they'd be like, do you want to go to the mall? And I'd be like, Oh no, I don't want to go to the mall, but okay. So I would go along with them. I'd be sitting in the back. Literally this happened. I was sitting in the back seat laughing experiencing the power of God, getting revelations from the Holy spirit. And I'm like, I'm going to go in this mall and I'm going to like witness to people. And the girls are like, please don't, you know, they, they want to be around someone who they can just relate to. And they want to be around their mother or their dad, you know, they don't want to be around someone who's, who's 24 seven, you know, in the presence of God that they can't relate to at that period of their time, you know, in their life. Nothing. Have you ever been there? You know, it's kind of annoying, right? When, when you're not feeling the presence of God and you're like, Oh maybe you're feeling hope deferred even, or you're just like feeling offended by some of the church stuff that you've been through. And you're seeing somebody, you know, laughing and crying and weeping and worshiping, and you're just being delivered, set free and all this. And I mean, we've all been there and you're sitting there and you're just dry as a bone, you know, and you're like, Oh my Lord, I got to go. I got to go do something. Is this place even the right church for me? I'm not feeling it. You know, I mean, we've all been there. These are the kind of topics I want to talk about as much as I love to hear about the secret place, intimacy with the Lord. And absolutely, you know, that is something I want. And we got that, though. We got that out there. We got lots of it out there. Um, I want to create a place where we can talk about real life things, real life things when we long to be the Martha The Mary. Sorry. We long to be Mary. But we're finding ourselves in a Martha place. And we're like, how did I get here? I begged you, Lord. I said, no, please, no. You know. And I said, no, I won't do it. I won't do it. And then the bills just kept piling up. And you're like, nope. Lord, you take care of those bills. I'm just going to sit in your presence and worship you. I mean, this happened to me. You know, then I found myself in debt and on welfare. Uh, Yeah, no, that was not God's plan for my life. So I know through experiential testimony, I can tell you. That I was in the presence of God, seeing dreams, visions, hearing His audible voice, getting revelations from His Word, ministering unto Him, worshiping Him. I was at a pinnacle height of priestly temple ministry unto the Lord. In my closet, in my bedroom, in my living room, um, as I walked, you know, I'd drive and I'd be like, "Wow!" I just felt like I was in some like weird place in the world because. I I was like, I am in my own little world right now. And, um, I cannot relate to what people are doing right now out there. And it just felt so sinful, you know, it did. It felt so sinful and, um, everything around me felt sinful, you know? And so I just felt like I was just so in such a holy unto the Lord place, but it wasn't, it didn't last. I begged. I wanted to stay in that place, but he stirred up me up to have to work. I, I felt that need. I was like, Whoa, my money's drying up. And I, you know, I have this degree. It's kind of irresponsible of me. And my kids were like, what are you doing? You know, here I am, you know, helping my kids get good grades and saying, you're going to college. What do you want to be when you grow up kind of thing? Um, and there I was burdening my working daughter, you know, she was, working thinking she was going to have to provide for her mother someday. That's not what God wants just so I can sit and minister unto the Lord. So he he taught me that's not my way child. No. And so, um, unfortunately, you know, I got divorced. So, um, you know, I couldn't rely on another person, but then who am I? Why is that the case? Why do I get to sit and minister unto the Lord while he's got to go out and work or she's got to go out and work, you know, that's not fair either, right? There's got to be something else. And so what I discovered was I am ministering in my workplace um, just by serving and doing in the natural. I'm doing the natural thing. I'm, I'm serving children who have special needs, who have disabilities. I am serving, you know, a needy population. My last assignment, these kids were um, very low soci- social economic status, um, inner city kids who had speech and language delays or disabilities. I mean, definitely they had to have a disability beyond my caseload. It is a disability. So low income dis- disabled children, you know, that is a ministry that pleases the Lord. Who else is going to do it? How about that? What mother, how about that mother that needs to go to court who to get away from a monster who's abusing her or who needs child support, who is going to represent her an ungodly attorney? Yeah, sure. But what about a godly one? What about a woman or man of God who can pray with her and hear, um, you know, from the Lord in direction of how to lead, you know, that person is, is pleasing unto the Lord because, They're, they're, they're serving him in the workplace in, and it's a busy job. So I feel like, um, things are, things are, there's something out there that we haven't quite tapped into. Um, maybe consciously, maybe people in the past have, but we've long forgotten it, you know, and, um, this whole, this whole mentality, um, oh man, I just heard an amazing teaching on how much by David Pawson, I posted it to this group. How much the Greek um, mindset has influenced our way of thinking in our Christian faith. Um, It started, you know, it influenced the Hebrews. And then it influenced, um, you know, still the Christian faith. So I'm here at my work. I was talking while I was driving. So I am going to bring this to a close. And I feel like I just opened something up open something big up. But anyway, um, the mindset that I was referring to, um, of the Greek way. And, um, I want to get more into that. Okay. So I am just going to say right now, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this word. I ask Lord that you would bless all the hearers of this word, Lord. If anything that I've said, was not unpleasing unto you, Lord. I ask that you would just remove it supernaturally. Um, And I ask that the hearer would receive everything, Lord, that you want them to receive. Let them to hear it the way that you want them to hear this word. And so I just ask, Lord, that you would bless us. We worship you. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.